Hey there, Story Sister. Welcome back to episode 28 of the Power Your Platform podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to dig deeper into the idea of story traction, which we first began exploring in episode 8. So over the next few minutes, I want to expand on the ideas from that episode by specifically offering you three tips for getting better story traction on your social media. Are you up for it? All right then, stick around. But just before we get started, I hope you'll take a moment to follow, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help make this podcast more visible to other women so we can continue to amplify the voices of those who have stories to tell. And after all, we all have a story worth telling. So thanks so much for doing that. We really do appreciate it. And for now, let's talk story traction. Are you ready? Let's turn up the volume and dive in. Welcome to Power Your Platform, the podcast for women who are building bold story brands. I'm your host and story coach, Carrie Ramsey. Each week, we'll explore big ideas about brand building and shine a spotlight on courageous women just like you who are owning their story, following their purpose, and changing the world. Whether you're a story starter, a story builder, or a story pro, this podcast is for you. I'll help you move your mindset from uncertain to unstoppable and provide you with the storytelling tools you need to make a real impact. Because we all have a story to tell, and somewhere someone is waiting to hear yours. Join us each week for inspiring interviews, aha moments, and step-by-step action plans that will provide the framework to help you create your very own purpose-driven platform. Are you with me? All right, it's time to power up. Being on social media these days can be a real roller coaster ride. Am I right? Just when we feel like we're on the upward climb, Platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or even TikTok can seem to change things up overnight. And before we know it, we're plummeting downhill once again. It's almost enough to make you want to get off the ride entirely, and many people do. But in my experience, there are a few simple tricks to getting traction when it comes to your social media posts and stories. So I'd love to offer you three of those tips here today. There are actually five tips altogether, so if you want to get the final two, you need to head over to our Power Your Platform Facebook group. It's totally free. So head there after the show and you'll find all five tips shared there. For now, let's dig into the first three. My first tip for getting story traction on social media is to get to the point quicker. Now, I don't know about you, but most social media captions these days lose me after the first couple of sentences. And the reason is simple. I want to know, is this post for me? And if so, what's it about? And if I can't figure that out in the first couple of lines, then I move on, right? Because I've only got so much time in my day. Unfortunately, most social media posts and stories that I come across never quite get to the point. Or the point is made so far down in the post that I never actually get there. I give up way before I find out what it's all about. And I know I'm not alone. 
So we need to start embracing a simple principle called the WIFM principle. W-I-I-F-M. Have you heard of it? WIFM stands for what's in it for me. And in this case, the me refers to your audience. And if you want to really hook your audience and pull them into your story, you need to make it clear how they are going to benefit from reading your post. So in other words, nobody wants to read a super long narrative only to get to the end and discover it wasn't really for them after all, and it's not relevant. That's a really quick way to get unfollowed. So what we need in this case are clarity and some better focus, right? So if you've worked in journalism before, you'll know that there's a diagram we used for years known as the inverted news pyramid. So imagine a pyramid for a moment. Okay, are you thinking of a pyramid in your mind? Now imagine flipping it upside down so that the tip of the pyramid is on the bottom and then the long flat edge is at the top. So the inverted news pyramid is used by reporters to get to the point of the news story right at the top, right? They, they will tell you the who, what, when, where, and why right in that first couple of sentences. So it's actually the, the basis of the story right at the top. And then they go ahead and they give, um, they get a little more narrow as they go. And finally you end up at maybe some sort of a small quote at the end, right? It just sort of narrows down, but it starts broad, which means basically they're telling you everything right up front because when they do, they know that they will pull you into the rest of the article because you'll know if it's for you and what it's all about, right? So whether it's relevant to you. So that's a great technique to think about when you're actually doing your posts. Tell people right at the beginning, is this for them? And how is it relevant, right? So reporters also have a phrase that's called, um, don't bury the lead. You've probably heard of that one. And the same applies to social media stories. If you've got some great nugget, don't bury it at the end. Don't bury the lead. Tell them right up top so that it pulls them in and it really gets them poised to interact and engage with your content. Okay, so think about hooking people right off the top with some kind of a great headline or opening question or key phrase. And once you have their attention, pull them into the rest of the post by showing how it's relevant to their life. And so let me give you an example. Mabel's Labels is a Canadian company you may have heard of. It's a woman-led company and I, I love it. They've got great products. They have these labels for kids that basically will go on everything that a kid owns that could get lost. So here's the introduction from one of their recent Instagram posts. It reads, daycare confusion. When you pick up your child from daycare and they're wearing an outfit you've never seen before, avoid this scenario with Mabel's Labels. All right, so it's kind of fun, right? The words day daycare confusion hook me right away if I'm a mom whose kids are going to daycare, right? And what follows then is a sentence that summarizes a very familiar scenario that mom many moms have probably experienced before, which is going to pick up your kid and they have a different sweater on or different pair of shoes because basically you didn't label them and the daycare worker forgot which one that your kid arrived in in the morning. So it's, it's fun that they've actually put this into a very short caption. So what's in it for me then? Well, if I'm a mom whose kids go to daycare, 
I can avoid this scenario in the future by buying some Mabel's labels and labeling my kids' clothing, right? Pretty simple. So the first three lines of the post tell us who the post is for, what it's about, and how we can benefit. That's it. And yeah, the post goes on after that, but they've already hooked me as a mom who might have uh, some kids in daycare. And I already know if I'm their target market and if the offer interests me. And if it does, of course, I'm going to keep on reading and I'll probably buy too. So to create effective social media posts and stories, you need to know your audience, right? You need to know who you're reaching and then using phrases and words that will grab their attention and pull them into the body of your post. And once you do, you can get right to the point. And so that's my first tip. Tip number two is to tell them their next step. Have you ever read a story that left you wanting to take action, but you didn't know exactly what to do next? In other words, there was no clear call to action. Now, I tell my story to coaching clients, I would love to see a call to action on every single one of their posts. And it doesn't always have to be that you're, you're selling your services. I'll, I'll kind of explain this as we go. But calls to action are absolutely necessary if you're going to create engagement and action with your social media activities. So too many companies tell great stories or even use fabulous images or video. But when it comes to providing a call to action, the experience falls flat. And like we already discussed in tip number one, you don't want to save that call to action for the very end of your post, like the last thing. You need to include it up front a little bit higher so the reader doesn't get lost, right? And then not take action because they didn't scroll all the way to the bottom. So let me give you another example. In a recent post for the Canadian brand Chapman's Ice Cream, the company writes... When you're browsing the frozen foods aisle for a lactose-free treat, look for the butterfly on our packaging. It's an easy way to identify our lactose-free ice cream. Click on the link in our bio to discover all our current lactose-free products. Okay, cool. So pretty simple, right? So what we find out in the first sentence is that if we're looking for lactose-free treats, this post is for us. So it's to the point. Check. And what's more, it lets us know what our next steps are in the following two sentences. We can look for the butterfly on Chapman's packaging, which tells us that the treats are lactose-free. And we can also learn more by clicking on the bio link. So clear call to action? Check, check. (laughs) So that's simple, clear, and to the point, right? With a next step provided. And that's key. Remember, Clarity is queen when it comes to communicating with your ideal customers and getting them to take action on your posts. Now, I realize some posts are just for fun and they may not really be selling your product, for instance. And you might even think there's no need for a call to action. But in those cases, what we're really looking for is engagement. For example, I like to follow Michelle Romano on Instagram. She's a Canadian entrepreneur, and she's the youngest of the dragons on the Dragon's Den. So this week, she posted five photos of herself from a recent photo shoot. And her entire story caption was, which one is your favorite? One, two, three, four, or five. And people commented by the thousands about which photo of Michelle that they preferred. 
So I thought this was brilliant. First of all, the post was fun, but it also had a clear, simple call to action. The story asked followers to vote by commenting with the number one, two, three, four, or five. How easy is that? So not only was it action focused, but it was super simple. And what's more, it engaged thousands of Michelle's followers. And that resulted in the algorithm showing the post to even more people, which in turn got more engagement. See how that works? So calls to action are really important if you want to get engagement. And why do you want engagement? Because then the algorithm knows that people are engaging and it shows your post to more people. So that's a big trick there, right? So there was no real benefit in this case to the followers to vote on their preferred photo, right? If we think about that WIFM principle, what's in it for me, except it was fun, right? And maybe they got to feel like they were a part of Michelle's world for a minute. So keep that in mind too, that even fun posts can be an opportunity to engage your followers and improve your chances that more people will be able to check out your story and your feed in the future. And finally, my third tip for getting better traction for your social media posts and stories is to offer more free value. So if you're a regular listening listener to this podcast, then you already know I love sharing free story strategies, tips, and techniques. In fact, the episode you're listening to right now is free to listen to. And it's filled with what I hope is helpful information that will allow you to tweak your social media approach. So why is offering free value in your social media content so important? Well, people have over a billion Instagram accounts that they could choose to follow today, right? That's billion with a B. So let me ask you this, why should they follow yours? What value do you offer your followers that they can't find anywhere else? What are the small wins that you're able to get for your audience for free, right? Before they spend a dime with you. Have your customers ever felt like you served them before you sold to them? And if you're able to answer these questions, then chances are you're already providing free value through your social media. And that's awesome. Now, keep in mind, value keep comes in various forms. It could be that you provide free tactical tips and strategies to solve a particular challenge or a problem that your core audience has in their life or business. Maybe you inspire them every day, right? By helping them live life to the fullest, or maybe you just help them get through rough times. It could be that you help people laugh or de-stress or think about the world in a refreshing new way. Whatever you offer for free, it shouldn't be a last minute thought or poorly executed because just, you know, because you're not getting paid for it. So oh, I won't spend as much time on this because really what you're offering people is a free sampling of what it's like to work with you. It's kind of like when you go to a grocery store and someone's standing there with a plate of free samples. My kids always love those samples. And in truth, so do I. And inevitably, once we have a taste, we end up going home with a jar or a box of some product, right? Now, imagine that the free samples we were being offered at the grocery store were substandard or less tasty than the real thing. 
well, clearly people wouldn't pay for the product then because they wouldn't be impressed by the free version. So the lesson here is to always look for ways to amaze your audience with the quality free content that you provide. Now, Apple had a slogan for years that employees wore on their t-shirts and it read, we're here to surprise and delight you. And that's the attitude we need to take when we interact with our audience, even the ones who are getting the free stuff from us, right? Because their takeaway after they sample one of our free products or services should be, wow, if that's what she's giving away for free, the paid version must be so much better. And so in my own business, I offer free samplings of my story coaching services in a variety of ways. I host this podcast a couple times a week, for instance, and I also provide free weekly story prompts through my weekly e-newsletter for those who are subscribed. As well, I provide added value for my VIP members in our free Power Your Platform Facebook group. But that does not compare to the one-on-one services I provide for my paying story coaching clients. When I work directly with a client, the small wins become big wins because we're able to get specific and create customized plans and solutions for each of those clients' specific challenges, right? So the results are pretty amazing. But in every case so far, those clients sampled my offerings for free before signing up to become one of my clients because offering free value pays off. So when it comes to your own social media, I want you to brainstorm at least 10 ways that you think that you could offer free quality value to your audience. So could you offer simple tips, for instance, or provide uplifting quotes every now and then to make someone's day? Could you appear live in a Facebook group and demonstrate how to achieve a particular result? Or what about answering audience questions in a Q&A style feature? You could even spotlight one of your clients or community members like we do through our Story Sister Spotlight. Maybe you could create a free checklist in Canva and post it to your page. What about a link to a free ebook chapter or a behind the scenes tour of your artist studio, right? The possibilities are endless, but they should add value, right? So whatever you offer for free, Make sure it's relevant to your core audience and ties in with the paid services you provide. So those are my three simple tips today for getting better traction on your social media posts and stories. To recap, they are number one, get to the point quicker. Number two, tell them their next step. And number three, offer more free value. And as you test out different ideas with your audience, make a note of what's working best and do more of that. Thanks so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed hearing my first three tips for getting better traction with your social media stories. And remember, if you want the full list of five tips, be sure to head over to our Power Your Platform Facebook group today. It's totally free. You can join now by visiting powerherplatform.com forward slash community or click on the show notes of this episode to learn more. 
Until next time, keep owning your story, following your purpose, and raising your voice because the world is waiting to hear your story.